You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hello again, hockey fans. Are you ready to brave the wild with me, your host, Paladino Joey? Yes, sir. I am here. We are ready to talk hockey. And with me once again, Neil Nate Dog Thiesing. And he is back. There is the signature call out. (laughs) Welcome back, Neil. Welcome. Huh? Thanks, Joe. Oh, you're welcome. Welcome back. Yep, thanks for thanks for joining again. This is Brave the Wild episode 63, the season preview for the 2013-2014 season. Yes, sir, we are on Skype again, not in studio, unfortunately, but that's how it goes. <laughs> well, we we got to get in studio again. Dang it. <laughs> Look at you. No, I'm kidding. No. Nope. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> yes, sir. Yep, yep. So, Basically today, yes, we are here to preview the Minnesota Wild and National Hockey League. We are going to have two segments today. Yes, sir. First, we're going to talk about the Wild in this case, and then we are going to do our predictions for the NHL, uh, how teams are going to finish uh, per se, who's going to be a surprise, who's going to be a disappointment, and, yeah, who's going to go all the way. All that good stuff, how the Wild will finish, we'll close the show with that. Yes, because who's more important to us than the Minnesota Wild, of course? Mm-hmm. We know it. Yes, sir. And, uh, well, also we'd like to welcome those of you that may be listening from South Dakota. Yes, sir. Dakota Sports FM. Dakota Sports FM. Thank you again, Travis, for having us on board there as well. Don't forget, if you can't be in front of a computer for Dakota Sports FM, you can also look up Dakota Sports FM on TuneIn. So, yes. And, of course, uh, Android users, maybe you don't have an iPod or Apple well, Double Twist works exactly the same as iTunes to look up Brave the Wild and other shows as well. <laughs> so there you go. We get that cleared up and ready to roll. Maximize the listeners and all that good stuff, keeping people tuning into us. So here we are. The Minnesota Wild last year finished with the eighth seed. <sighs> it looked really promising for a while, but then wrapping up with the eighth seed, barely sneaking into the playoffs. Mike Yo barely keeping his job, barely keeping his job, Uh, didn't have the same fate as Todd Richards, lucky for him, due to a couple of bounces of the puck, pretty much in a Colorado game, (laughs) Uh, oh my goodness, that was, that was a close one for him, Uh, so where do we go from here, where do we go now, as the song, as the song says, this is going to be a, uh, this is a pivotal year for a lot of young guys at the Wild, and of course the head coach as well. 
So really, speaking of young guys, and well, obviously a lot of certain players need to step up for this team to make a stride beyond the eighth seed. Uh, one other key, though, as well that's helpful, at least Jason Pominville is healthy now and ready to go. He'll have a full training camp to go with that. That's a good thing. Yeah, I think. Uh, Isn't that nice? Yeah. We're going to have the top line ready and we're ready to rock and roll here in NHL training camp, wild training camp, which began this week finally. Uh, didn't that feel good, Neil? Didn't it feel good to see that again? 30. 30. Yes, sir. They are out there in the practice jerseys in the Excel Energy Center already. Ah, thank God. <laughs> First preseason game, Tuesday night, the 17th, everybody. Yes, sir. Well. Mm-hmm. Can you believe it's? Can you believe it happened that quickly? Mm-mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's weird. It feels like the summer just started because it snowed May 3rd. Snowed after the Wild lost the first round. <laughs> Or actually during, we'll say during, yes, yes. Since it was a late year due to massive lockout issues. <sighs> well, but yes, like as I was mentioning, okay, we started off with Jason Pominville and all that. Koivu and Parise. Parise, not Parise. You're always going to get confused because of that whole Olympic thing when they started calling him Parise. Uh, Mm, speaking of that, also Winter Olympics again. Wow, that came pretty quick. <laughs> yeah. Not that I'm digressing too much, right? <laughs> oh, sorry, everybody. Sorry about that. Yes. Uh, but that's the top line, obviously. That's a given. We know that. the three, Basically, the three best offensive players, depending on what people may think of Miko Koivu. He's a huge topic going in. Yeah, mm-hmm. just, just a little bit, right? Yeah. You think Miko Koivu could use a... Yeah, there's a million things you could say about him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. uh, not clutch. <laughs> uh, very good defensive player. Not durable. Oh. Mm. What do you think of Koivu, Neil? What do you think of Koivu? Mm. Oh, you didn't do too bad for us, but uh, <laughs> you didn't. Not good in the playoffs. <laughs> Yeah, he killed us in the postseason. That's exactly the key. The postseason, gosh, it seems like, you know, there was only one year the Wild had, like, clutch play in the postseason. We know what year that was. We talk about it too much, probably, because it's, well, it's a very positive thing, 2003. But, man, ever since, it seems like a lot of the Wild top players seem to fall asleep when it's playoff time. Mm. <laughs> that's a that's a huge key coming in. And obviously, Koivu... Health is an issue. Uh, a lot of people would tell you he shouldn't be the captain of this team. A lot of people would tell you that. Seems like he's always ready and willing to get behind the mic and and talk to people and 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 you know represent the team when when they're winning. But boy, when things aren't going so well, hmm. Yep. Things aren't going so well. He tends to disappear, and that's not good actually. If you want to be a captain of a team, yeah. Don't you just love Koivu? Uh, I I don't mean to hate him too much, but it's just, yeah, it's just one of those things. So that's pretty much, the obviously, that's the key. Miko Koivu has to be more consistent. And it's it's frustrating when a guy gets to be 30-plus and you're still talking about consistency issues. That's the root of my frustration with Koivu. Yeah. Mm. 
Talk more about Koivu. Yes. Don't you love him? No, <laughs> no you don't want to defend him, do you? I'm trying to bait you to defend him or or, or to rip him good. What do you think? Mm, uh, he, uh, he's, it can be tough sometimes, but uh, uh, sometimes if you stick him... Um, he has to be on the top line to be productive. That's uh <laughs> Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even some people were even hinting at even. Let's see what happens if we move him down to the second line, though. I, I don't know. He'd probably get. He'd probably disappear even more. Uh, so that's that's a good. Yeah, that's a good take. I I think I think that's a better take than moving him down to second line. Though then a lot of people say that he is just a second line center, so it just shows the team's not deep still. The, the second line is going to be interesting this year, though. Very interesting. Uh-huh. Like, they're talking about, you know you know how Charlie Coyle, for the longest time, was on the top line last year. That's obviously one of the, probably the top prospect of the Wilds. Uh, he's not in the system anymore because he's, you know, he's on the NHL level and he's going to stay there. A guy that was kind of up and down last year is Mikhail, Mikhail I keep saying it wrong, Mikhail Granlin. Very debated uh, member of the Wild last year. Uh, Coyle was the wing. A lot of the, basically everyone's saying Coyle is going to be the second line center. How about that? Switching from wing to center. Uh, they say he was a natural center anyway, but still, hmm. I don't know. I kind of like Coyle more as a winger. Uh, Granlin though has to be center. You know, old old Lou Nanny was talking about that. He is center. End of story, and he's going to play there. Well, but yeah, his size has uh, been an issue so far in the in the NHL level. Mikhail Granlin. Mm-mm-mm. But yeah, the talk is they're both going to be center. The problem is, boy, I. Just choil, or choil, excuse me. You think of the third line generally as a checking line, don't you? So, I would see Granlin, I guess, the second line if you're looking at more kind of the little skill guys. But, yeah. third line, I don't know. I think Coyle's. Coyle's better suited for the second line, yet physically it's like he almost might have to be third line. I, I don't know. It's going to be very interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm, aren't you excited about that? No. <laughs> trying trying to be. i got to stop saying that, by the way. Driving people crazy with that. Jason Zucker. Jason Zucker had a fairly productive year last year, but at the same time, wasn't on, he wasn't on the NHL roster then, or was sent down, of course, sent down during the season, then gets brought back up again. Very interesting, and actually was a factor. Him and Marco Scandella, both factors in the playoffs, despite the fact that both of them, excuse me, struggled about the midpoint of the year. It seemed like they struggled to a point they both had to get sent down, Scandella especially, but second line, Zucker is a huge key for the Wild coming in. Nino Niederreiter as well. Mm. I, honestly, I don't know what to make about Nieder, Nino Niederreiter. <laughs> His production level was basically zero in the NHL, and I've personally never seen him play, so mm. it's just one of those things. Zucker, I think, is very skilled. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like uh, Zucker. It's a pretty... Cool <laughs> yeah, he's got that sniper. You know, he he's a bit of a sniper, that's for sure. Not sure what else he does, but <laughs> not not yet anyway. But no, I shouldn't even say that. He he does have some 
he has some nice moves. I mean, uh, that's one of the keys that he brings to the team. He does have he does have elusive moves to well to to score. That's basically plain and simple. <laughs> All there's to it. That's the object of the game to score. Yeah. So. You know, Niederreiter doesn't seem like that kind of guy just yet. I, I, I think the Wilds are gambling a bit on him, personally. I mean, mm. you remember what we talked about last show with Nino Niederreiter? <laughs> remember, <laughs> remember how many goals he scored in, like, 50 games? I don't remember. One. <laughs> well, he scored one goal in 50 games. I don't even know how that's possible. Even I don't care how bad the New York Islanders are or were or whatever. Mm. 53 games, one goal. That's brutal. It, it is. I just, uh, I don't know. I'm. It's a bit of a gamble. Ugh. That one, that one has me miffed a little bit. Uh, obviously, yeah, departures during the course. We talked about it on the last show, but might as well throw it in again. Uh, two guys that are gone, obviously, Cal Clutterbuck and Devin Setaguchi, the two top um, physical players on the team last year. Are, mm, are you going to miss them? Uh, not really. <laughs> uh, not not so much. No. Uh, well, yeah, I miss Clutterbuck for his hits and stuff, but it was a little down last year. He definitely had a down year. It seemed like his scoring just disappeared. And funny how, in a lot of ways, you could say Devin Setaguchi was actually better. He actually had a fairly good year last year. Yeah. And and he's traded to the Winnipeg Jets. So luckily we got a second round pick for him though. Mm-hmm. That's a that's not bad for Devin Sitaguchi considering he's kinda well, you know <laughs> talk about inconsistent. Like when he's when he's good, he's real good, but when he's not good it's just ah, uh, you know. Yeah. He's he's he, it's not even that he's invisible. He makes a lot of mis- makes a lot of mistakes too. So Mm. I remember Zucker had some mental errors. Even Koivu was like mental error city in the playoffs. There, there were a lot of people that were not happy with that guy last year. During you know you listen to those uh, you know those call-in shows after the after playoff games and like KFAN and such stations yeah. like stations like that. Oh my god, they were not happy with Koivu. <laughs> and, I, and I don't blame them. Killed us. I mean, we're, I don't know expecting us to beat Chicago in a. Seven-game series was kind of like uh, climbing Mount Everest. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of like climbing Mount Everest with, like, no no tools, pretty much. Yeah. So, I don't know. It was almost impossible. Uh... <laughs> yeah, that, that, was a, that was rough. Obviously, Backstrom got hurt, too. Look at me talking about the playoffs again. It, 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 still, it still, still sticks in my craw, Neil. Can't you tell? Yeah. It just was like... It looks so promising, and then you just run into a brick wall because your team just stops playing the last, like, three weeks of the season. It's like, what the hell? <laughs> uh, and then rebound for, like, in, like, two games or something just to barely make it. <laughs> uh, broke my heart, Neil. Broke my heart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, as we continue to bounce around, and and now we try to kind of stay organized, Shall we talk about the defensive side of the puck, Neil? Shall we talk about the blue line? Are you ready? Yep. Are you ready? Well, cause oh, because I was... Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, who's going to lead the Wild in hits first, though, right? No, I'm kidding. 
Yeah, well, <laughs> I guess it'll be Matt Cook, I guess. I'm just saying that real quick before we jump into defense, but I guess it's going to be Matt Cook. Oh, goody. Yep. Aren't you excited about Matt Cook? Yes. Um, yeah, there was a lot of a lot of people were annoyed about that one. <laughs> He's already like 34, and he like likes to chop people's ankles off with his skate. <laughs> it's the shining, Neil. It's the shining. You know, he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna chop somebody's door down with the axe. That's gonna uh, be that's gonna be his next. <laughs> that's gonna be his next uh, incident. I think <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna say, "Oh, I'm I'm perfectly good to go now. There's no problem." And then he's gonna, "Okay, I'm sorry. I'm losing my mind now." All work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. <sighs> okay. <laughs> so, on the defensive side of the puck, well, there's two guys you that are just can't miss, like franchise defensemen. I mean, two years ago, the Wild didn't have a single guy in this category. Some people were hoping Marco Scandella would be that guy. They were really hoping he would be. But it just, well, well, we'll see. We'll put that on hold for a moment. But luckily, we were able to sign... Mr. Suter, Ryan Suter, and of course, draft Jonas Brodeen, who is, wow. <laughs> Jonas Brodeen has, has the it factor in this league. He really does. Not only does he have the skill to be an elite defenseman, he has the mind to be an elite defenseman. To have him pairing with uh, Ryan Suter, that's one of the top defense pairings in all of hockey, Neil. Well, very happy that very happy to see who we have on this blue line at that point but after that it's like the drop off is huh. it's like a mild drop off unfortunately uh. okay I shouldn't be too hard on Jared Spurgeon now don't you like that feisty little Spurgeon <laughs> oh, yeah. he's gutty isn't he mm-hmm. then we got Keith Ballard yeah that's what I like we got Keith Ballard too he was unproductive in Vancouver, but very productive before that. So, well, it's all about can he rebound? Can he bring that? Can he bring that to the Wild? What he brought before that kind of twenty-five, thirty-point guy. Mm, do you have a good feeling about it? Oh yeah. <laughs> you just love the Wild. Mm. Keith Ballard. I am number one, Duke. Huh? Why are you number one, Drew? You're number one? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord of mercy. Yep. So, yeah, Keith Ballard. It's going to be – that's the good part. At least we, we have something we hope to have a rebound out of Keith Ballard. Uh, Marco Scandella, remember how badly he just fell apart during last season, um, early in the year, came in with a decent amount of expectations, not as high as the previous year, but eh, you get the idea. A huge drop-off, ended up getting sent down to Houston, which will be the Iowa Wild. Oh, goody, what a creative name. And really, really creative jerseys, by the way. (laughs) Okay, digressing yet again for the 99th time already. uh, Have you seen the Iowa Wild jerseys, Neil? Hmm? Uh, No, I don't think I've seen them. Look at you. You know what the logo is? Uh, It's a word that says wild, that's all. Just a just just a word. There 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 is no logo. No. <laughs> I mean, I guess they use the wild crest on their shoulders, but 
Yeah, big deal, right? Yeah. I like the Houston Arrows. I'm sorry, but just just thought I'd throw that out there. I I like. Yeah, I gotta stop pounding this desk here, but. <laughs> um, I just, I don't know. I, I like the Houston Arrows name and logo. I like airplanes. It's just like a team name. I don't know. Eh. Why do you got to call your minor league team the same name as your, like, you know, major league team or, you know, professional team? That's kind of weird. Yeah. <sighs> <sighs> Iowa Wild. Google it. Google it. You know, Google it. You should Google it real quick. And, yes, all you listeners that might be curious about how creative the designers of that uh yeah I, I i i don't know i don't know i i guess we're trying to be like the 1930s but anyhow i'm really digressing again margo scandela will hopefully not have to wear an iowa wild jersey um hopefully not uh stepped up big time going into the playoffs huge surprise actually to me personally but a lot of people at the same time were saying you have to call it margo scandela because clayton stoner was terrible, and so was uh, Tom Gilbert. Those two guys just fell off the face of the earth, especially Gilbert. It's like, what the heck? Uh, Clayton Stoner's role is going to be minimum, i got to think, on this team. Uh, luckily, we, or, yeah, we still have Nate Prosser as well. That's kind of Those are two dark horse players. Uh, Spurgeon. So who's going to pair with Scandella? Is it going to be Keith Ballard or Spurgeon? I guess we'll just have to see where everything shows up here. Some of you may know more about that than me, but it's just one of those things. Those guys are kind of on the lower end of the food chain. Unfortunately, I think right early on, Keith Ballard is probably going to be pairing with uh, uh, Stoner. That would be my early uh, prediction. But, yeah, it's just one of those things. They're probably going to make him like a fifth or sixth defenseman coming in because his production level was pretty low and all that good stuff. (laughs) So, yes, uh, a guy that... Played way too much last year. Nicholas Backstrom. Yes, remember we uh, he signed him. We signed him to a three-year deal, a significant pay cut from his previous deal. Thank God for that. We were able to bring him back at a very, very decent deal, about three million a year, three and a half million a year versus seven-ish. So that's a nice, nice change there. We need change, Neil. We need change. Yes. Nicholas Backstrom. Yes. I think he played too much last year, and that's why he got hurt. I think, well, a lot of people would tell you that. Really? Yeah, he broke down going into the... Broke down. Obviously, the, the warm-ups in game one with the playoffs. It was all it was all Mr. Josh Harding after that. Yeah, Backstrom's... Uh, what the heck? Expect Backstrom to be good all year. Uh, paid him $7 million. Yep, that was the key. I mean, and he was decent during the season. It seemed like he dropped off at times. Sometimes he was, yeah, sometimes he was quite the sieve. And the next thing you know, he gets hurt when it comes to playoff time. And that was it for him, pretty much. Then the Wilds are done. I mean, it's just, yeah, they had no chance in that series. Look at me talking about it again. But I guess you have to when you're talking about Braxtrom. Yeah. You really have no choice. Hmm. Really have no choice when we're talking about Backstrom. <laughs> oh man, Lord of mercy! Backy, yeah. backy, backy. Hmm. Yeah, if we had uh, more of a chance to win with Backstrom in there, you know, uh, you're still uh, climbing Mount Everest. <laughs> yeah, that's the whole key, basically. I mean, 
that is the whole gear. We're just going to be climbing Mount Everest if we're not, <laughs> if he can't stay healthy, obviously. Uh, we're really, really riding a lot on, well, Paxim's getting older. Luckily, the contract's less, but then you have Josh Harding with multiple sclerosis. Boy, I, uh, huh, you know. It's it's tough. It's tough. We're gonna have to really hope that minor league system. We're gonna. I mean, well, I got a. I got a feeling we're gonna be calling goalies from the minor league system yet again. Of course, in this case, Darcy Kumper, who was okay. Uh, sooner or later, he's gonna probably have to move in. Matt Hackett, yeah. Of, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Matt Hackett, of course, was traded in order to get Pominville. Remember, uh, Matt Hackett was one of the. Well, he was the top goalie in the in the system, but it seemed like he was playing a little bit, he was having kind of a down year a bit last year compared to the year before. Oh, so, really? Yeah, that was one of the things. But, mm, yeah, that trade has a, has a lot of people worried. Like, not too worried, but, yeah, some people are a bit, uh, they're a bit uh, about the deal, I guess. The whole deal about getting Pominville for Hackett and Johan Larson. People a little, uh well, I guess it all depends. Uh, Jason Pominville is well. They're they're in negotiations to extend Jason Pominville after this year. Of course, he will be a free agent if the Wild are unable to sign him. And boy, if he walks, mm. so it's kind of a hit and miss situation right now. Pominville and um, you know Pominville and the Wild. It could. Uh, they still have to sign him. Yep, that's the whole key. We still have to sign Pominville, unfortunately. Yep, he was signed, well, obviously through last year and all this year, but now, it's, yeah, we're hoping to get an extension. And the other key is in order to get, well, I mean, the the other key is if, if we can keep Pominville, there's a possibility. <laughs> a very familiar name named Thomas Vanek could be coming to the wild as well, huh? Hmm. So the Buffalo Sabres are going to hate us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine Pominville and and uh, Thomas Vanek coming to Minnesota? That'd be awesome. Wouldn't it, though? That'd be great. Thomas Vanek, Neil. Thomas Vanek. Yeah, so that possibility is still out there. Um, I remember that whole year during the, you know, the year the year we signed, we ended up signing Zach Parisi in the summer. That whole year, remember, I kept talking about Zach Parisi, Zach Parisi, Zach Parisi. <laughs> <laughs> Wild are gonna hopefully they're gonna really go after him and hopefully try to kidnap him and sign him, but um, yeah, and then it ended up happening. Uh, obviously, it's not just me saying it; it's people in the media, you know, all over. The possibility does exist and persists, but you can't really necessarily count on that happening if Jason Pominville is uh, just ends up leaving. Though, of course, it'll free up cap space immediately, but. Yeah, there's there's a lot of ways the Wilds will ultimately have the cap space to sign Thomas Vanek. Yes, Thomas Vanek. Yeah, I had to get off the goalie conversation because it's kind of depressing, you know. <laughs> it's kind of scary. It's a little. It's a very uh, tight rope they're walking with the goalies. I think going into this year, that's just me personally. Yeah, I wouldn't be good if we lost Backstrom at all. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a bit nervous about it. Uh, are, are you comfortable with Backstrom and Harding as the two goalies? Um, I don't know about, uh, I'm comfortable with Backstrom. I don't know about Josh Harding. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, I'm, huh? 
this too many ifs, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just don't know, like, his, his health. Like, it's 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 good now, but, you know, stuff can change. Things can change at any point, you know? Yeah. We we both know that as well, you know, unfortunately, just because, you know, mm-hmm. health changes just because and just, you know, yeah, unfortunately, you know, <laughs> uh, life is crazy. Uh, yep, of course, as I mentioned earlier, Josh Harding has multiple sclerosis and obviously you've heard it in the news a hundred thousand times, I'm sure. So, yeah, it's it's a wild card. Backstrom's age and consistency is is a wild card. He's, he was a consistent guy, but I haven't really seen that from him the last several years. So, or not several years, last couple of years, excuse me. So, hoping for the best there. Don't be surprised to see Darcy Cumper up here for extended time this year, though, just because, you know, just because. I got to think that he will be replacing one of those two for whatever reason, health, uh, sickness, injury, whatever. So, we'll see. Be nice if we have a solid uh, goaltending this year. Mm-hmm. That's going to be the key. I mean, they were really, really counting on Backstrom last year. I think they overplayed him. Hopefully, we can give Backstrom enough rest this year. Hopefully, Harding is healthy enough. We can give Backstrom rest so he won't break down at the end of the year. It's yeah. Just, yeah, it's just something that happens to guys that are 34, 35, you know? If you play him play him too much, obviously the schedule was real condensed last year because of the lockout situation. Uh, sometimes three games, three nights, that's crazy. And then Baxter playing all three, that's kind of tough. Yeah. Could you imagine? <laughs> Ugh. So, that's one of the keys, obviously. Uh, we didn't yep. did have a full uh, full season last year either. It's just nuts. That's the thing, you know, because yeah, I mean, it was a shortened season, but then uh, unfortunately, I mean, it was also condensed as well. So yeah. it's like they went from maybe they weren't as in great shape coming in. It seemed like the Wild didn't have that big of an issue as other teams may have, but still, um, you have to kind of rush from off season to, to regular season in like a couple seconds, you know, not much of a training camp and such to kind of uh-huh. get things going, huh? Yeah. So injuries are more common in that type of situation. And, of course, the ultra-condensed schedule and being 34 didn't help Backstrom either. So hopefully this, uh, hopefully he'll be, it's all about health going in. Yeah, plain and simple with the goalies. Health, health, health. <laughs> so are you ready to talk about the head man of the wild, Neil? Are you ready? Oh, yeah. Hey yo, no, okay, that was bad. So uh, that's that's an old one. Sorry, yeah. Mike. Mike yo, uh, million dollar question for this team is Mike yo the right man for the job? I I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what I didn't like, it, it kind of drove me nuts. Was and I I understand if something isn't working, you have to make changes sometimes. But it seemed it seemed like every two days though he was trying to shuffle stuff around. I, I don't know. It, I can't imagine that was like the the best way to handle things. <laughs> he was constantly shuffling things all the time, shuffling the lines, shuffling this, shuffling the power play, shuffling the penalty kill, shuffle this, this, that, this, that, this, that. So sure. it got a bit obnoxious, I think. Yeah. And I remember Nicholas, excuse me, Parisi, in the past saying, you know, for me, it's all about chemistry, playing with the same people. So that yeah. might that might that's wink wink, you know. 
That's like when you hear two different things from two very important members of the team, it's like, uh-oh. So, uh, I'm not saying there's a big uh, thing going on, but <laughs> just just saying I can't imagine that always went over well, like constantly shuffling people around. Yeah. That's just a, a possibility. Yes, yes, just a possibility. Um, it seemed like Mike Yo was always trying to make some kind of statement, and I don't know. I hope... I just, hmm. I hope I hope it clicks because it seemed like back to back years, things clicked great early on in the year, and then by the mid to later point of the year, it was just like, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking huge collapses. So, oh, and I know the first time was a lot of injuries. The second one, though, it really wasn't a lot of injuries. It was just the team started to not play well. <laughs> I mean, there yeah. there were small injuries, not big ones. Until Baxter met the last second, but that's another story. I don't yeah. know. Hmm? Go ahead. I think, uh, well, they, they were switching up the line, too. Uh, I know Yo was uh, to try to um, produce more goals, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you're always trying to get some type of chemistry as well, too. Mm-hmm. Goals, obviously, goals are the main object, but, you know, chemistry as well. It just seemed like maybe, uh, I don't know, short fuse or something, but we'll see. Yeah. He's, he's, he's young. It's like, he's young, give him a chance. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know how much chance you can give him, ultimately. I mean... Uh, if you were like the owner of the team, let's just say per se, if you were the owner of the team, what would you expect from him in order to keep his job this year? Like, do you do you expect? Obviously, the playoffs are minimum, dead minimum, right? Uh, but yeah. what type of postseason success would you expect out of Mike Yo in order to keep his job? Personally, mm, I expect him to at least be competitive in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you expect them to win uh, at, at least get out of the first round this year or uh, that's I guess at least the hopes of you know everyone who makes the playoffs mm-hmm everyone who makes the playoffs are at least they're good teams you know mm-hmm most of the time I mean yeah we've seen eight seeds go all the way so yeah. <laughs> but yeah I mean just saying though like Say the Wild make the playoffs and just lay an egg again. And imagine this time it's not like a team like the Blackhawks, but they just flat lay an egg, and it seems like they're making a lot of mental errors like last year. Not only did the Wild run into the Blackhawks, but there were mental errors all over the place. Uh, Chemistry was like 0%, you know? Uh, It was just like, we know who's going to win this series. End of story, you know? uh, So if you saw... If you saw that again, would you keep Mike Yo as the coach? Mm, guess it would be hard. Uh, but it, you know, we have such young players too. That's the hard part. Yeah, that's the hard part. You know, it's a the mix of veterans and young guys can can make things quite interesting at times. Sometimes it's a really good thing. And sometimes it's not, <laughs> because it can have the philosophy of the coach going in two different directions, or the philosophy of the franchise going in two different directions. Like, 
okay, we're trying to develop the young guys, but we got to cater to the veteran. We got to, you know what I mean? You're just going in multiple directions all the time. And then, oh, it's a good thing. A good thing I'm not the coach, huh? Yeah. <laughs> poor, poor Mike, yo. And it's not even necessarily catering to the veterans, but, you know, there's different styles of coaching for the, the young guys and the veterans. That's just the way it is, too. Like, maybe, I don't know. Ah, you know, you get the, all the cliches. Like, young guys might be more likely to respond to a hard ass sometimes, but, or maybe not. <laughs> maybe it's the other way around. So, I don't know. Everybody's different. Oh, yeah. But, no, different coaching philosophies as well. Kind of the win-now approach versus the develop-the-young-guys approach. What's, what, what is a success out of Mike Yo? That's the million-dollar question. For me, I think this team, at minimum, and I mean at minimum, would have to, like, scare the living bleep out of a team in the first round if, if say, they weren't able to, to win. Uh-huh. But, I mean, if they were, you know, that would be the the way he would keep his job if they didn't get out of the first round. Because I know hockey's funny, and teams are going to get upset in the first round sometimes. That doesn't necessarily mean you got to fire the coach. But uh, but in hockey, you know what happens, don't you? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's a firing squad, man, you know. <laughs> Yeah. You know, up, up, New York got, up, New York lost the second round. Coach, coach fired. You know, GM fired. It's like, wow, that was quick. Yeah. <laughs> they hired him last year. Wow. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. hockey's like that. It's It can be harsh. <sighs> oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I personally expect the Wild to get out of the first round this year for Mike Yo to keep his job personally. But. There's that small exception where it at least you get the vibe like the team is responding to Mike Yo big time and not like because if you get the vibe like the team is just not responding to him, he's he has to go. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say too. Like it's all about the team and the chemistry and stuff too, you know. Mm-hmm. Without a doubt, it's all about the team and the chemistry. Without a doubt, that's gonna really help that's gonna really help decide where this team is headed and like i was bouncing around earlier the young versus the veteran it's tough it's tough because parisi and Suter are 28 already man doggone it you know yeah (laughs) i hate that they're already 28 i was hoping they were like 25 ish but no they're not (laughs) 25 24 but no damn so these these young guys better giddy up i i really hope so um, when people tried to compare the Wild to the Blackhawks, and, you know, like how oh, they had all these young guys and they were kind of, you know, slowly getting better and then, bam, they were stars, you know, all that good stuff. And then they started winning the Stanley Cup and all that, uh-huh. Chicago. But the thing is, a lot of those guys, right out of the gate, they were scoring like 60, 70, 80 points. I'm not seeing that from... <laughs> I'm not seeing that from Coyle, Zucker, Granlin, any of those guys, like anything close to it. So... No. That kind of defeats that argument, like just like that, doesn't it? You know. <laughs> so I understand guys take time to develop, but sometimes superstars are superstars. Period. Yeah. You know. You know. Adam, we have uh, besides the ones that we already know from last year. You know. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's we really got to hope these guys can develop into at least Pominville level at some point. So. Yeah. But even he was good pretty early in his career. So, <sighs> cross your fingers. Yep. Hopefully something. Hmm? Yeah, I hope we at least uh, 
make the playoffs and hope <laughs> we get an eight seed. <laughs> Yeah, at least, right? I mean, that's, yeah. Yeah, then we're going to get to our little official prediction at the very end of the show. Like, what seed will the Wild get? Obviously, nine and up is missing the playoffs. Oh, uh-oh, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that was a good conversation, Mike. Yo, that was fun. I actually enjoyed that. hope the listeners did as well. Did you enjoy it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was good. Good job, good job, good job. Uh, yep, so... Before we get into the NHL predictions, yeah, we'll we'll take a break and all that good stuff, but we'll wrap up this segment, this long segment, very long segment, with, uh, <laughs> boy, the Wilds' uh, new white uniforms. Now we know what they look like. Yep. I got to tell you, I was scared to death. I was like, oh, God, please, please don't go to that stupid same look that the green uniforms have. A, yeah. a, lot, of, a lot of people think they're great. I, I don't agree. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do you like the fact that the Wilds' green uniforms just say Minnesota and that's it? I I don't know. I mean, people have so much so differing opinions on it. Like, they think a big you know, the big logo in the middle looks cheesy. I think it's good. Yeah, I like it. I like the the Minnesota emblem on it. Like, or you mean the big logo or just the word Minnesota? The logo. Yeah, I like the logo because, well, look at all the original six teams. The Detroit Red Wings crest is right in the middle. Blackhawks, big crest, right in the middle. Bruins, the B with a circle, that's just who they are. But now they even add a bear at times, too, on the third jersey. You know, the actual Bruin, brown bear, whatever. Yeah. They have the crest in the middle. Uh, Montreal is their fascinating crest in the middle. <laughs> no, it's classic. It's just not fascinating. But obviously, it's yeah, it's there. They actually were playing in the 40s and 30s, unlike the Wild. Toronto is their big maple leaf in the middle. And who am I forgetting? So you've got Chicago, Boston, Toronto, Montreal. I'm going berserk here. De- Detroit, yes. Do you, do you like that word, Detroit? No, that, that would be six. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. Detroit, Chicago, Montreal, Boston, Toronto. Yep. All right. I better stop. <laughs> Yeah, Calgary, obviously I love their logo as well. Love it. You know, it's right in the middle. You know, none of them just say Boston or Chicago or Montreal. They they have the logo. So yeah. So with that said, the new white uniforms kept the big logo in the middle. <laughs> so what do you think? Do you think it's an upgrade or downgrade from the, the white uniforms that we kept since day one? Oh, I, I like them. They're, like, they're pretty sharp. Yeah, I think there's. I don't mind them. Uh, yeah, they add that that tie thing that they have now, or laces. Excuse me, laces underneath the the neck. You know, uh-huh. that the red the red jersey got that going with the wild. I'm, I used to like the red jerseys. I'm I'm ready to see those moved on. Actually, yeah. I I'm not, I I just nah, I, I don't know. I really liked them early on. Now I don't. Um, the green ones are well. I like green, but. I think that's the main color of the wild, but the jersey has it's about as creative as a Bill Musgrave offense. <laughs> yeah. That's a that's a very, very tender tender, very sour like thing right now. <laughs> yeah, I hit a tender spot there right there, didn't I? Mm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Check out Purple Mafia to hear about that, folks. It's coming pretty soon in the next couple of days. Myself and Dylan Richardson of the Sports of Com. Oh, <sighs> Anyhow, <laughs> yeah, yeah purple, huh? 
Huh? I said, don't talk about that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm gonna. Oh, that was a, that was just sickening. Okay, hopefully that's not the yeah. There's Chicago again, like the Wild versus the Blackhawks, but that's something I better shut up about. Um, yeah, I, I like the new white uniforms, and those of you out there um, that may have a Facebook account that are on the Brave the Wild uh, Facebook page, just simply look up Brave the Wild Minnesota Wild Show. Look that up on Facebook. Go there and click like. Comment about the Minnesota Wild white jersey. Yes. I'll probably create a thread about that here tonight just to get people commenting on it. You know, obviously it's not brand new news. It came out on September 1st, but um, well, it'd be nice to join to start a little discussion about that, uh, get the page a little more active. Also, there's a Twitter account, at Brave the Wild. Of course, one word to simply go and follow that on Twitter if you could have. I'd deeply appreciate it. Yes. So... Anything else you'd like to wrap up about the Wilds' white jersey or Mike Yo or anything else of the Wilds coming in? Mm. Before we go to break, anyway. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, not really. Uh, I guess um, I'm looking forward to the year. Uh, uh, I guess we're going to get to more about um, our predictions and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, that's obviously still coming up. So, yep, good good idea there, good idea to save that. <laughs> so, with that, yeah, we teased to it, and we'll be getting to that very shortly after the break here. And now, a word from a sponsor. shop on Amazon? Did you know that you can support this podcast just by doing your normal shopping on Amazon? It's really easy to do. Just go to thesportstuff.com and click on one of the many Amazon pictures. Do your normal shopping and Amazon sees that we referred you and they give us a percentage. We'd like to thank you in advance for supporting thesportstuff.com and please use our Amazon link. Now enjoy the rest of the show. We are back here on Brave the Wild episode number 63, which is a reminder for those of you out there, it is, of course, September 15th, 2013 today. Yes, yes, yes. So, here we go, prediction segment. Oh, yeah, this is this is what it's all about, baby. <laughs> I love doing this. It's, it's just, it's definitely something for myself to look forward to every year because you know what it means? It means hockey is starting again. That's what it means. So, first and foremost, we are going to have our flop and surprise in the Eastern and Western Conference. We always start with the East because it's, you know, outside of our home conference. Uh, we have a very different, uh, well, not very different, but significantly different alignment in the NHL now. We have, mm-hmm. yeah, in the Eastern Division, well, we have a division still, or Eastern Conference, because we have a division called the Atlantic, but it's much larger now. You have the Detroit Red Wings over there. Yeah. So, yeah, so an ode to the Detroit Red Wings. No longer in the Western Conference, no longer somebody that can bully the Wild or whoever. <laughs> it's kind of sad, though, isn't it? Heck no. 
<laughs> for rivalry's sake, it's sad, but yeah, we're not going to miss him too much, are we? Okay. <laughs> yeah, but outside of that, nobody really moved around too much. We have one division with a creative name. The rest of the names are not very creative. Uh, the Atlantic Division already existed before, if I'm Yeah, it did. Uh, in the Eastern Conference. I miss the old Norris, Smythe, and all that stuff. That was cool. Adams, that was cool. Wales Conference, Campbell Conference. I miss those days. But, yeah, the only creative division name is the Metropolitan, which is like, okay. The Metropolitan Division. Really? <laughs> yes, I suppose it's because it's got New York and and uh, New York. No, New York Islanders, New York Rangers, New Jersey. Yeah, well, you know. All right, so the Western Conference, the Wild finally, finally get realigned with their old rivals, except for Detroit. Um, and with a new rival with Winnipeg, which has Devin Setaguchi on it. If we trade Devin Setaguchi to a future division rival, aren't you excited? Yeah. No, not really. <laughs> not too much. I, I got a bad feeling about that, but thank yeah. God, thank God we got a second round pick at least, <laughs> which is actually a good pick in hockey. So yeah, in the Central Division, the Wild have you know obviously are realigned with that. Uh, Chicago and St. Louis again. No Detroit. Uh, Winnipeg, of course, I just mentioned. Dallas, which I think is going to be our true rival. We're, we're keeping Colorado, so we're keeping an old, uh, old new division rival from the Northwest Division in Colorado and Nashville. Yeah, so there it is. We're finally going to be in a division that aligns better geographically with the Wild and their traveling issues. We, we, so we won't be able to use that as a crutch anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, saying, oh, you know, I'm tired of all this stuff. Tired of having to travel so much, and it's killing the team and all that, having to go to Calgary and Edmonton and Vancouver. But, well, they are now all in the Pacific Division, yes, with the Kings and Anaheim and San Jose and Phoenix. Yes, sir. So I'm kind of going to miss that division a little more than some people, just because it was kind of fun. I mean, it was over 10 years, so it counts for something. Especially, yeah, the, yeah especially Vancouver, huh? <laughs> no, I, no, I don't know about Vancouver. Uh, I hate those. <laughs> <laughs> but that's like, but part of it is the fun of that. You get to hate them. Like you wouldn't want the Vikings to move out of the North Division, would you, with the Packers? So, see, you know, it's like you hate that team, but you, but you love the rivalry. You know what I mean? You love hating them because you're in the same division and all that good stuff. So. I mean, I suppose Minnesota and Vancouver are still in the same conference, so I guess that's all that'll really matter ultimately. But yeah. it takes, takes a little of that division thing away. Um, I'm personally going to miss that also because you know those eight o'clock, nine o'clock starts kind of helped out with my second shift schedule a bit too. So uh, <laughs> that's a little inside information right there. Yeah, so it it helped a little bit, but I suppose but they but FSN does always replay the games. Thank God, so I can turn them on at midnight, being the yeah. Being the half half night owl, huh? Yeah, that'll help. It's it's shell. Yep, being the half night owl that I am. So, yeah. Now that we've danced around the conferences a little bit, what teams are going to flop? What teams are going to surprise in each conference? So it's just one team in each category. Uh, teams that did good last year that are that you think are going to flop this year in the conference, or maybe they didn't even necessarily do good, but you think they're going to like fail in the expectation. Category, it's kind of tough. I guess I'm going to go with Pittsburgh in the Eastern Conference because 
But look, look at the way they just got manhandled by Boston in that Eastern Conference Finals. They, they didn't even look professional at all about it either. <laughs> it looked like crap. So my flop team in the Eastern Conference is the Pittsburgh Penguins. Well, what do you think of that? Yeah, they had the best record in the East last year, but uh, yeah, I think they're going to drop off. You're going to see the New York Islanders, baby. No, sooner or later, the New York Islanders are going to emerge as one of the better teams, in my opinion. I think the Rangers improve, but I better shut up about that and let you huh. we'll get to that next part. Uh, do you have a flop team in the East, Neil? Uh, I think uh, the Devils. Ooh, yes. I like that idea. I, I like it. I think they're going to flop off. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I would like to see that happen. I'm not a big Devils fan. Uh, mm-hmm. So shall we slide into surprise, or would you like to say more about the Devils? Mm, I could slide into surprise. Okay. Uh, okay. Go. Uh, pick your surprise quick. Um, pick the Washington. Really? You got a good feeling about Ovechkin? Yep. Uh, tell me more about Ovechkin, Neil. Tell me. I think if probably have a pretty good year this year. <laughs> Look at you. Look at you. <laughs> Look at you. The guy that now that never wins in the playoffs. Look at you. But hey, I guess I suppose some sooner or later somebody's due for a breakthrough, huh? Yeah. Is that what you're going on with that one? Mm-hmm. Basically, like sooner or later he's got a breakthrough, like Peyton Manning did with the NFL, right? Yep. Finally won a Super Bowl after like getting beat every year in the playoffs. <laughs> sure. So that's your that's your mindset with that one. Yep. Just the Devils, maybe too many uh, departures and such. Yeah. Yes, sir. Oh yeah, and what's his name? It's ancient or gone? He's either ancient or gone. I believe. Yeah, still playing, Brodeur. Wow. Crazy son of a gun. <laughs> wow. Who's Brodeur? No, I'm kidding. Can't believe he's still playing. I think he fought in World War Two. <laughs> what do you think? Did he? Or, or uh, was it World War One? I? I, I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, no. Yeah, he is. Yeah, I, I'm just. Yeah, I'm really a bit stunned. I just a bit. Sh- what the hell? Okay. Yeah, it's like he did retire, right? He didn't retire. What? Yeah, it's like that. That's what it is with Berger, isn't it? Yeah. Every time it's like you get kind of quiet. Oh yeah, he he retired. No, he didn't. Wow. Anyhow, so Berdier is going to play again. Um, okay. So flop in the Western Conference. Who dare it be? See, well, we can't pick Colorado because they had the worst record in the Western Conference last year. Are they going to be a surprise team? Um, no. <laughs> flop team. <laughs> flop team. You know who's going to flop, Neil? You know who's going to flop? Uh. Vancouver. <laughs> Vancouver's going to flop. Yeah. They brought in the... They were already, like, mentally fragile enough. Do you think bringing in uh, New York's coach, the guy that, like, pisses everybody off and gets pissed off about everything, is going to is gonna help? Hmm? Hmm? Um, <laughs> uh, probably not. No, I don't think so. For Tortella, yeah. I mean, are they going to... Tortella, you know, the guy who's constantly got something to say, like John Tortella, of course. Yeah, yeah, John Tortella, the, uh, that guy's, uh, I, I, I don't know. It's funny how Vancouver basically and New York traded coaches. 
So that's even more reason to hate uh, the Rangers. Uh. <laughs> really? You know what I mean? Or not the Rangers. Excuse me. The uh, Yeah, I love the Rangers now because they got rid of him, but <laughs> Vancouver Canucks. Really? Oh, really? Thank you. What were they thinking? Don't you love Tortilla and Mar- uh, Marcus Neal? Oh, yeah. I got to stop saying that. <laughs> uh, Julie? You? You just called me Marcus? Yes, I did. I just called you Marcus, didn't I? Yeah. Oh, it's because we do the G-U-E. Yeah, they <laughs> hired John Tortilla. Um, okay. So, I guess you can go cuss out the Vancouver media and, uh, yeah, and mentally screw up those guys even more. So, good luck to them. Uh, yeah, I think they're going to flop. So, yeah. Who's your flop in the Western Conference? Um... The uh, wish that uh, you wish <laughs> the Anaheim Mighty Ducks. Oh, I wish. I I wish. Do you think they will? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I I wish they're yeah they're pretty dangerous. Jim, yeah. Jiminy Christmas, they're dangerous. You know. I don't like them. <laughs> oh, no, I, I don't either. There's too much, yeah, too much negative history with that one. Ugh, we got our hearts broken. Yeah. It's pretty frustrating. Uh. Yeah, I mean, and you're free to pick the same team as me if you want to. Not not saying I'm Mr. Genius here, but you're free to if you want to. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Oh, man, I just, yep, good. Look at you. Um, Nashville probably. You think they're gonna be a surprise? They yeah, they they're dangerous. They had a bit of a drop off a little bit because of Mr. Uh, Suter left, but you never know. They got pieces. Yeah. They have good prospects in the system, so we'll see where that goes. So briefly, yeah, I forgot to do our surprises though in the uh, in the East. Yes, I mean, granted, it's probably better just to do the flops first and then the surprises. Yeah. So surprise, Buffalo? No, not going to be Buffalo. Um, Florida. I couldn't believe how much they dropped off from the previous year. That made almost no sense. How much they, they just completely vanished. It was weird after being like a third seed or something. Um, mm. They just they died. They had like the worst record in the East. It's almost tempting to pick them as a surprise just because they might rebound. Um, but you know me, I'm obsessed with that New York Islanders system. I think they've drafted so many good players. They kind of have Detroit Red Wings. Okay, I won't say that, but, you know, teams draft enough good players, like how bad the Blackhawks were for forever, and they got all those stars, and now they're, like, probably the next Red Wings right now. Um, I'm going to go with the New York Islanders as a surprise in the Eastern Conference. Again, Uh, third year in a row, Neil, third year in a row. Nice. Can you believe that? Uh-uh. <laughs> Surprise in the East, yes. Mm. New York Islanders. Rangers. Rangers? Hey, there you go. Nice rebound after that bad coach leaving. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like he's good, but he's bad, right? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Good coach, but really bad personality. Uh. I don't blame you on that one. Not at all. 
Mm, so would you like first dibs on Surprise in the West, or do you want me to jump in first? Uh, the, uh, you could go first. <laughs> um, third year in a row, uh, Edmonton Oilers. I did it again, Neil. <laughs> I'm just on the jock of the New York Islanders and Edmonton Oilers, aren't I? Oh, yeah. I just, I just like the 80s, Neil, so I'm still stuck in them. You know, the Edmonton Oilers and the New York Islanders, they won all those cups. Yep. Only nine Stanley Cups went to the Oilers and Rangers in the, or excuse me, Oilers and Islanders in the in the 80s. That's all. Only uh, nine. Not nine, was it? Yeah. Holy Toledo, that's just too many, isn't it? Yeah, Joe, what the heck? They don't need any more. Eight, 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 eight. Excuse me, unless you want to count the 1990 season, but... Yeah, eight. I'm going berserk here. Eight, because, yeah, 89-90 was the Oilers' uh, fifth one. But, yeah, that's a lot, though. That's a lot. Those teams like to win cups, don't they? Oh, yeah. Well, they liked, I should say. So, that's my surprise team. Lots of young up-and-comers. They're going to break through sooner or later. They, they showed early signs of it last year, and then it died off. Um they have some kind of crappy veterans, though. That's kind of what's kept them down, I think. They show up some <laughs> leftover junk like Eric Belanger. You remember him? Yeah, I remember that guy. Ugh, you know. Yep. Don't you just miss Belanger? No, not too much. So, do you have a surprise team in the in the in the West? You can pick the Oilers. You can. Yeah, no one's gonna stop you. <laughs> <laughs> or you could pick Vancouver to be the surprise. Oh. I'm going with the Minnesota Wilds. Woo! Hey, are you? Yep. Cool. I hope so. So you have a good feeling? Oh, yeah. Do you? Yep. I hope so. Oh, I hope so. So talk, talk about what you think is going to happen. Oh. Uh, at least at least briefly, sure. briefly, you know. <laughs> Young right. guys are going to step up this year. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, I think, uh... Townville's going to have a good year, and uh, hopefully we get uh, a guy from Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Oh, you mean ultimately getting Thomas Vanek? Yep. Wouldn't that be nice? Oh, my God. Yeah, because, I mean, yep, we got uh, Pominville from Buffalo, and then we get uh, Thomas Vanek through. That yep. would that would be uh, a hell of a deal. That uh, you just it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's an awful you can't refuse, you know? <laughs> Belanger, Belanger, don't you just miss Eric Belanger, Neil? Don't you miss him? Okay, I gotta stop saying that. Yeah, he was, he was good early, and then just yeah, whatever, you know. Yeah, <laughs> sounds like he was kind of a dork too in the locker room. But I mean, he had good numbers here. But yeah, he's on Edmonton, and he was like disappointing at the time. And I think they got it. Looks like they got rid of him actually. But ah, uh, well, well, too <laughs> bad, too bad, I guess, huh? Yeah. Aren't you sad for him? No. So are you ready to make the final predictions here? Uh-huh. So you have the you have a good feeling about the wild though, like the coils and the and the pominvilles and such, huh? Yep. I really, really hope so. And that's gonna lead into the very final part of the show. But we're not quite there yet. Uh the ta- the two teams who are gonna be in the who who do you think are gonna meet up in the in the Eastern Conference, Neil? Who do you think it's going to be? 
Mm. Islanders and and uh, no, okay, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Probably Detroit again. Oh yeah, yep. Now that they're in the East, yep. It's just yeah, like that. I was almost about to say, wait, right? Yeah, they are in the East. Boston is going to have quite a fight there with Detroit. Hmm. You think it'll be Boston and Detroit in the East Finals? Uh, Or Washington or Pittsburgh? uh, Probably be uh, Detroit and... Yeah... I'm not sure about Washington. <laughs> that was your surprise team. I thought I was wondering if you thought they were going to be that surprising. Yep, go to the West Finals, but not not quite yet, huh? Yeah, they just uh, never seemed to get past that first round and stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, definitely. Have a good year. Well, they've been they've been. That's a that's an interesting thought. Possibly, <laughs> they've they've been through some changes, but some of the changes were good. They they got younger, so we'll see. And obviously, they still have their their best players, so the top guys, mm-hmm. the ones that count the most, right? Yeah. Aren't they? So Detroit and Boston. Detroit and Boston. I like that. I like that a lot. That'll be very cool, actually. Original six, baby. Huh? Yeah. I actually like that quite a bit. So good, good, good thoughts there. I like it. Um, Eastern Conference for myself. Yeah, um, Boston's going to be there. Yeah, I think Boston's absolutely going to be back in the East Finals. Uh, Definitely not Pittsburgh because they're just not. Uh, Mm. Mm Mm-mm. It's like, yeah, I want to pick Toronto so bad or the New York Islanders, you know. I just, <laughs> I don't know. I just want to see one of those two teams in there. But, uh, ooh, that's, that hurts. It's probably not. Uh, I'll go with the New York Rangers. Boston and New York. Boston and the New York Rangers in the Eastern Conference Finals. I think they have a strong rebound and get significantly further this year. So, yeah, before we pick who's going to go to the Stanley Cup Finals out of the East, it's time to head west, young man. (laughs) And Western Conference predictions. I'll I'll start uh, with this one just because. Chicago. Chicago is going to the Western Conference Finals only to get swept by Vancouver. Okay, I'm just kidding. Um, Dare I say that, huh? Chicago, yep, Chicago is back in the Western Conference Finals to play Anaheim. I don't want to say this. Damn it. I really hate those teams with a passion. Uh, You can tell I hate the Western Conference. Like, I hate it so much. (laughs) I, I, I want to pick St. Louis just because it's like they're really good and they're a team that needs to get to the Stanley Cup Finals. I mean, you know, the last time they got there was like the, their first year in 1967. So that's a long time ago. Or was it 69, whatever, you know, like a couple years after. But yeah. doesn't immediately matter. But we're talking 60s here. A team with that much success and to only get to the finals like in the 60s? Wow. Um, okay, I'll go on a limb. Chicago-St. Louis Western Conference Finals. 
Chicago and St. Louis in the West Finals. How about you? What do you have in the West Finals, Neil? Minnesota and Chicago. Woo, woo, woo. That would be fun, wouldn't it? Yeah. Listen to this, Homer. Listen to this, Homer. Hey, I mean, they could. If all goes well, the Wild could make a playoff run. You, you don't know. Mm-mm-mm. All right, so that's definitely a surprise team. You get the Wild in the uh, in the West Finals. <laughs> oh, you're scaring me, aren't you? All right, so who's going to win the East? Who who's gonna face off in the Stanley Cup Finals? Because you have what is it, Boston, Detroit in the East, and then Minnesota, Chicago in the West. So who faces off in the finals, Stanley Cup Finals? Uh, Boston and Minnesota. Ooh, man, you got those old rivalries coming back, don't you? Yep. The Boston rivalry was like thirty, forty years ago, but still, hey, man, you know, <laughs> in, the, in the early '80s, there was a huge fight back in what '82, '81. Uh so, yeah, I have, what, New York and Boston, right? In the uh, East, and then Chicago and St. Louis. Wow. Chicago and St. Louis. Oh, my God. Uh, there I do it. There I do it? No, okay. <laughs> okay, let's have some fun here. Let's have some fun. Cause I think, uh, yeah, I'm going to have some fun with it because we can. St. Louis finally goes to the Stanley Cup Finals, Neil. St. Louis. Going to the finals. Can you believe it? No, I can't believe it. Can't believe it. Against the Boston Bruins, St. Louis and Boston in the Stanley Cup Finals. Huh? Wow. Yep, Tuco Rask, the rookie, or not rookie, but young goalie, young, strong goalie. I mean, yeah, he got a Stanley Cup as a rookie behind Tim Thomas a couple years ago. I remember when Boston won, but St. Louis and Boston, huh? Yeah, I like it. I like it. <laughs> so uh, I, I'm afraid to ask you, but who do you have winning the? Uh, yeah, who do you have winning the Stanley Cup? <laughs> I'm so I'm scared to ask. Uh, it's been a while, baby. Look at you. You you can't do this, can you? <laughs> you can't. You're something like Carl Gerbschmidt. Look at you. <laughs> KFA, yeah, do you, do, you, do you know who that is? Some of the listeners may know. Yeah, I don't know about it. <laughs> you pickers. No. <laughs> oh, we got Neil Neil Gerbschmidt. Oh my goodness. Oh yeah. Hey, I I hope so. I hope so. I, you never know. You never know. Why are they gonna beat Boston, Neil? Why are they gonna beat all that high high powered team, huh? Why are they gonna beat the high powered Boston Bruins? Oh, I got the Koivu machine. Wow, look at you. <laughs> oh, yeah, he was quite a machine last year, wasn't he? <laughs> Leak, leaky gaskets. You know, that's more like a seized... He seized up last year. That's what happened. <laughs> he, ran, he ran out of oil and the piston, like, melted. Oh, nope. I, shouldn't, I shouldn't have said that, should I? That's what I was going to say. <laughs> so you're going to say he got a new motor? Yep, got a tune-up. He got, like, he had to get a whole new engine to get that one, though. Uh, I hope so. He, yep. he seized up last year, I'm telling you. Seized up. He, he had he had cotton candy and uh, rubber cement in the instead of oil in the crankcase there. Yeah, yeah. So for <laughs> so for me, a, a goalie that talks like that that says yeah all the time, you know, yeah. that being Tuco Rask, you know, you know that name I just mentioned, Boston Bruins goalie. Uh huh. He's gonna be hoisting Lord Stanley's Cup. 
blah. St. Louis will be denied once again. Poor guys. But they're going to get there, finally. But Lord Stanley will reside in Boston yet again. Yes, sir. Don't you love it? Love it. That's an awesome team. I, I, I'm, I can't, I can't say just. I mean, I mean, I, I can't go without saying that is an awesome team, and it doesn't matter if I like Boston or not. And yeah, I like them, but I don't love them, but I like them. Uh. I think, I think that's an awesome team, and this is, this is their year, in my opinion. Yes. Rock'em, rock'em, fight, fight, fight. Oh, rock'em, rock'em, fight, fight. <laughs> go wild, go wild, run up the score. You'll hear us yell for more. Yep. Oh, my goodness. Look at us. We're such rubes. <laughs> We're rubes, aren't we? Carl, Carl Gerbschmidt. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I, I hope you guys are still listening out there now. Don't you be turning that dial. Don't you be turning that dial now just because just Neil's picking the wild doing the cup. If anything, <laughs> it should, if anything, it should motivate you to say, man, I just love such a positive show that, but that at the same time is a very objective host. host. <laughs> uh, Neil, Neil brings the positivity. Joy brings the, the objectivity. Yes, yes. No, I, I think the wild improved this year as we head to the very end of the show here. Uh, the ultimate question is how will the wild uh, how will the wild finish this year? That's the question. Will they finish with the top seed, the second seed, the fourth seed? What say you, Neil? What say you? Well, uh, I think we might uh, might improve uh, to the sixth seed. The sixth. Mm-hmm. That sounds about yeah. That sounds pretty good, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, um, that's about where I was thinking as well. Around the six to four, there's a small chance. I'm gonna say the fourth seed, which is funny because you have the Wild winning the cup from the sixth seed, huh? Yep. And yeah, that's not unrealistic. It can happen. If 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 the, if the eighth seed can win a Stanley Cup, the sixth seed can win the Stanley Cup. So yeah, it's just uh yeah. Hopefully yeah. I mean. It's just one of those things where maybe you go to Vegas and make a billion dollars because you get get real lucky. <laughs> Pick that correct team, you know that, and then that that one year or whatever that year that everything worked out. Um, yeah, I have the Wild with the fourth seed. Believe it or not, believe it or not, it's it's a risky pick, but yeah, I'm I'm banking on Charlie Coyle being a significant improvement. I think he's going to be really really key to the success of the Wild this year. Um, the goalies will be good enough, we'll say. I got to think Backstrom, or not Backstrom, <laughs> excuse me, Parisi is going to be, he's he's going to have a huge year, I think. Yeah. Huge year, huge year. Yep, Suter is the MVP of the team still, but maybe Parisi takes that away from him this year. But Suter, I think, does not take a step back at all. Uh, we may even see Matt, Matthew Dumba at some point this year. So that's obviously a one of the top prospect defensemen. Um, yep, seventh overall pick last year. Yes, yes. Nice. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what's really bad, though? Really bad? What is that? <laughs> Brent Jacobson, I'm not sure if he's... Well, yeah, I think he does listen to this show. I, I think he does. Um, <laughs> he showed me a picture. You know how... You know, Matt Dumba, right? How you spell his name? Dumba, right? D-U-M-B-A, right? Uh-huh. Well, his locker... You know, the little, whatever it is, the little name tag or whatever on the locker. You know what those are, right? That plastic 
plaque or whatever. Yeah. The person's name and number on it. Uh-huh. Well, it said Dumba 55, but it looked like S's, you know? The two fives uh-huh. were like S's, right? And they put they put the name and the numbers extremely close to each other, so what does that look like? <laughs> huh? Dumba with two S's, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Looks, looks like dumbass, doesn't it? <laughs> Uh, I just thought I'd close the show with that little anecdote. I'm sorry, but he showed me that last year, and it's just, I still can't believe, you know, that's bad, isn't it? <laughs> it looks just like dumbass. Uh, with, without the, oh, actually, it is there. Duh, what am I saying? Yes, it is there. So that's even worse, yeah. <sighs> huh? That's funny. It's bad, isn't it? It's funny, yeah. though. Yeah, it is funny. But just seeing that picture, it's just like, you got to be kidding me. Dude, you need to change the number or something. Come on, man. <laughs> Unless he did that on purpose just to think because he thinks he's funny too, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't think I want my name spelling that out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Matt Dumba, Matthew Dumba, go out there, rock the world. I hope you're the best defenseman in the league. Personally, yes, or third best behind Brodeen and Suter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Notice I said Brokina had a suitor. That's scary. Hmm? I think if he can match their play, I like that. Oh, my God. If if he could match their play, woo, that would be an elite defensive core right there. Yep. Marco Scandella steps up, becomes a solid defensive in this league, solid to above average. It would be, it would be uh, pretty stacked, I think. Oh, yeah. We'd go from remarkably dead and thin just one year earlier. To very good at the blue line. That would be very nice. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. I can't wait. Can't wait. So, with that, any final thoughts you may want to add to the show? Um, just looking forward to the year uh, coming up here. Uh, I can't believe it's already uh, September. It's pretty exciting. Yeah. I'm glad. It always comes pretty quick, even though the offseason can get pretty damn boring after the first couple of weeks. Uh, I mean, like, nothing happens, you know? Except, mm. except for the Matt Cook signing, but... <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, goody. Uh, it's expensive, too, but yeah, look at me jumping around again. So with that, yeah, I mean, I'm very excited, really looking forward to it. Without a doubt, the Wilds do make the playoffs, barring, like, ridiculous injuries, but any team can say that. Um... Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you don't want Patrick Kane getting hurt in Chicago either, so or or Tavares or any of those guys. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Tavares, what am I talking about? That's uh, that's him an idiot. That's the Islanders, but eh, I just thought I'd goof around with that one. Mm-hmm. Oh, Taves, Jonathan Taves. I'm like on crack. Excuse me. Marion Marion Hosa, all those studs, you know. And stupid Bickle, where the heck did he come from? Jeez. That guy scored like 700 points last year in the playoffs. I didn't even know who he, didn't even know who he was. Man, that's not fair. Corey, Corey Croft. Okay, i got to stop talking about the Blackhawks now. I'm going to get mad. <laughs> Corey Crawford. You can, all you have to do is shoot high and you'll score. It's like, well, still didn't nobody beat them. <laughs> Anyhow, I better stop. So, again, thanks for joining me, Neil. It's been a pleasure. Really love it. Love talking hockey with you. Yes, sir? Oh, yeah. Yeah, don't be shy, Neil. Don't be shy. 
<laughs> Don't be shy. Yeah. Damn it. No. Okay. So, for everybody, thank you for listening. Um, yep, the show is a little bit longer than normal, but what do you expect? It's a season preview. The whole mm-hmm. idea is that you enjoy it and have an extended conversation. And from here, I guess we'll, you know, we'll follow the preseason and go from there. And preseason games don't mean all that much, yet at the same time, it's nice to see tendencies of certain players and all that good stuff to see how much they develop. Yes, sir. So with that, we'll be back soon, hopefully within the next couple of weeks here. And uh, Neil, you're always welcome on the show. Hey, thanks, Jeff. Yeah, for sure. We'll be back, everybody, sooner rather than later. Yeah, doggy. <laughs>